You're listening to 50 Plus a Tip, the show for strippers, ethical sluts, and other open-minded hoes. Happy holidays! <laughs> it's Danny, and of course, I am here with Riley. So this episode is actually kind of going to be the for lack of a better term, season finale uh, of the first season of 50 Plus a Tip. I will be going out of town, as we've mentioned before, for some surgery, and I will resume the podcast mid-February. So it just gives me kind of January in a bit to um, heal up and focus on other things. But that being said, this is like a jam-packed episode because I wanted to get to all the questions that have been coming in that we haven't had time for, and I just want to do a full wrap-up of anything um, lingering that we haven't addressed yet. So before we get into all the questions, I know our last episode we talked about we are going to work every day of December, <laughs> and we're going to make this money, and um, how's that been for you? For me, um, well, it's, it's been all right, actually. I The lies! <laughs> okay, well, we... Um, no, I finished my exams um, on the 9th, I believe, right. of it's a 23rd December. Today. Yeah. So I've worked... Uh, I finished I finished my last exam. I think it was the Monday, the 9th. Was that... Is that the right day? Uh, yeah. Sure. sure. <laughs> Maybe. Why not? A Monday. Mm-hmm. And I, went, I actually went straight to work after my final exam, which ended at 9 p.m. And I went straight to work. And I've worked pretty much every day since I think I've taken one or two days off so and then of course the club uh is closed uh today tomorrow and the next day what it's closed on Christmas Eve and that yeah that is so fucking stupid I know how am I supposed to find my lonely old bitch 100% that's so dumb on their part yeah Christmas is, is it closed boxing day no, no not boxing day and why the why the 23rd that's oh uh, we have our staff party you guys have a staff party? Yeah. For the for the strippers too? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I've never in all my years heard of that. Yeah. Um, I don't feel like they didn't have that back when I danced there. Or I wasn't invited. To be honest, <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm not really sure. Maybe you weren't invited. <laughs> no, it was just a sign-up sheet. And we just, oh, yeah. Then yeah. I definitely <coughs> did not volunteer to attend this yeah. if I wasn't getting paid. But, I mean, I'm friends with a bunch of the girls now, so it'll just be fun, like... This club owes us a damn free meal, you know? hundred percent. Oh my god, I worked at a party the other day and we it was at a restaurant. It was so awkward. So we started doing some dances and they we went to the rest like to the like the table to eat and we just had to sit beside them while they ate. Like they didn't offer us food. They I was like this buy is food? But it not even bought they owned the restaurant, so it's not like they like What? Yeah, and they did, it was like a steak dinner and I was so it was midday too. It was like a midday party, so it was like around dinner time and like I was so hungry and we just had to sit there and like watch them Chat eat their steak and like oh my gosh yeah, I, was re- I was like for real that's so strange you would think that they would offer you a some plate? food yeah. yeah for your hard work like girl gotta be hungry I just right right uh, it was yeah it was wild I was very uncomfortable and I was just like I was like baffled like this is being a bad host I'm yeah. just saying but um no they I made really good money at the party and they were um really sweet otherwise and it, I think the guy that the guy that organized it is like amazing I really like him yeah um so the restaurant guy, I think, was kind of like a dick. So I think he was clearly kind of one. Yeah, <laughs> I think he was one that was kind of like, fuck you. Um, but yeah, well, I don't. I shouldn't say dick. I just think like, yeah, he just it didn't even probably cross his mind yeah. that women eat. You know, <laughs> like, inconsiderate. Yeah, I just yeah, I didn't really consider it. Um, 
I worked the club one time so far this <laughs> Okay, so we've been trying to organize this, (laughs) like, a little stripper's Christmas for um, me and Danny and a couple of our our mutual friends, and every time we pulled out a date, Danny would be like, oh, no, like, I'm definitely going to be working the club that night. I have to work every day. I have to work every day in December, and every goddamn, like, night in our group chat, it's I don't think I'm gonna get rid of <laughs> And you're like, we could have had this fucking exactly. party dinner. You just committed to having one day off, which you know you're gonna take anyway. Yeah, I do, I do. But no, but here is my in my defense, <laughs> I do not work the club because it's so bad. Like, uh, an amazing night at the club right now, the girl said was like, it's literally like one third of what I make when I do yeah. private parties. So if I can make like triple the money in the same amount of time and hang on my girlfriends and, like, chill and not eat. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and start. <laughs> and work on my, my figure. My of day. <laughs> Sit in my starvation. No, um, but yeah, so I I haven't, I think, let, let me look. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I've worked seven days so far. No, yeah. that's a lie, because... I'll pro- no, I think I'm worth 10. I think okay. I've worked 10 shifts yeah. since the 23rd. <laughs> I was supposed to work 23. But I've made, like, yeah, a lot more yeah. than I would have at the club. So, and yeah, that fuck makes you. Sense. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I mean, that makes sense. To be honest, uh, it, during December, my main income has been finding people who want to spend half an hour's hours with me or, like, you know. Yeah, and I don't have that option. Yeah, yeah. you guys don't have that at a club, so I can definitely see how it would just be worse. But we're having all these – I mean, we have all these Christmas parties coming in. Yeah. So that's really great uh, in terms of just single dancers. But I've also just been super lucky. I've just been buying half hours and hours. Yeah, I I miss selling my time. That's where I used to make most money, too. Yeah. Um, because I don't do like extra dirty dances. No, so, me neither. I'm such a good conversationist. Yeah, I have such a good personality. Yeah, <laughs> my tits so are like amazing. forgotten. <laughs> my tits are amazing. Everything you want in a woman, and yeah. I'm so humble. <laughs> right? I am not bad. <laughs> uh, just ask me. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. So yeah, and then I went to the club that time, and it was just packed full of like very young, very, very cheap. <laughs> and like I was like, this is why I don't come here. Yeah. Like I literally, I had a number in my head, and I was like, I'll go to the club because I know like I'll walk out with this as my minimum. Yeah. I didn't make half that, and I was like, <laughs> why the fuck am I here? Yeah. No. Um, okay. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. Yeah. Um. That also that annoying sound is because they're doing construction outside my apartment, as is typical in Vancouver. So that. I thought it was your vibrator. <laughs> A very rough vibrator. <laughs> <laughs> Not saying I don't have that. But <laughs> the batteries Not are dead. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and then I worked a poker party, and I was so chilled. <laughs> so Riley's laughing because I like bitched her already about it. So they. Um, we're really nice guys, and, you know, it was a pretty big poker party. There was two huge tables, probably, like, 20-plus guys at each table, and um, they were taking the game really seriously. Like, one table told us to, like, not sit with them because they wanted to, like, focus on the game. They were, like, really focused on it. Yeah. But then I met a really good client through it, so whatever. But the one guy was winning, and he was up, like, 18K. So I was like, okay, well, I'm hella sticking by this guy because I'm sure he'll throw me, like, a fucking, like, K chip you know, like yeah. a thousand dollar chip at the end for being like such a good little like side piece. 
Yeah. Or get a little arm candy. And then I went downstairs to get changed because we were doing a show. So I was getting ready for the show. And I come back up and, like, people have cleared out. There's, like, ten guys left. I'm like, where's the whale? <laughs> like, like, where's the guy that won? Yeah. Like, and they're like, oh, yeah, he went home, blah, blah, blah. And then I turned to the girl. I'm like, I was really hoping he'd give me, like, he got 18K and he didn't, like, even, like, give us any. Sure, yeah. Yeah. And she's like... 18,000. I was like, yeah. She's like, no. She's like, they cap out 1,500, and like, the winner just gets 1,500, and the chips are like just for show. Yeah. So, I mean, I've obviously dealt poker before. Like, that's how I started getting into this business is through topless poker dealing. So, there's two types of poker that people play. One's tournament, where the chips don't mean shit, and you just buy in for like hundred or two hundred dollars and you get a hundred and a thousand five hundred worth of chips and then there's uh cash games which is just like chip for a uh, dollar value yeah so i guess i just know rich people because yeah. <laughs> i don't know these cheap bucks that like yeah. play with chips that don't mean a thousand dollars i was so like are you fucking kidding yeah. me i sat beside this guy who was really sweet but still really sweet yeah. and not rich is <laughs> not my type so i was pretty fucking choked but hey yeah. lesson learned i'm gonna start checking in the minute i get to these poker bars my like, yo who's like are these whales are they like are these fake chips yeah um yeah so I was like oh but whatever yeah and then I also I worked this other I just had like not the best luck yeah. with parties like I had really good luck with parties this December but also shitty luck like the poker one where I thought you know I was getting like <laughs> I was that 18k whale yeah. nope and then I worked this party for this girl who I've been told you know she's shady don't trust her you know she has like a mental illness um you know, this is this is what people tell me. I don't. I never met the girl in my life. But yeah. I planned to work a party for her, and I worked this party. The men were there was only three guys there. They were so coked up. It yeah. It was just we literally sat there and like they didn't talk to us. It was yeah. Well, no, that's not true now. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I told you say, about the story. Do not miss out on these details. Yeah. No, this one guy was sitting on like lying on the bed in, at one point because he wanted to go in the bedroom and like sure. So we sat with him in the bedroom in. in fetal position in, in fetal position like curled up in the tightest little tiny ball because he's like 100 pounds soaking wet <laughs> and he's just like calling himself i'm not even like shitting you he's like i'm just like the biggest mac and me and rosie are like we looked at each other because i don't know what the fuck that means and i think yeah. i'm pretty in the know and i'm like yeah. sorry what and he's like yeah i'm the biggest mac daddy <laughs> <laughs> and me and rosie literally looked at each other and we're like is this is this real life right yeah, now? For real. And then he was like, "Yeah, I just have so much money. It's insane. Like, it's actually crazy how amazing I am." And it was just going off, like not even in, like a satirical, like sarcastic, funny way. Yeah. Like legit, like such an insecure person that he had to like tell the room how amazing he was. Yeah. And then we just had to deal with that for like four hours. She finally sent us the money, so I was like, "Okay, whatever." Like we made, you know, <laughs> half of what we thought our base would be. We thought we'd sell a fucking dance. They they did buy one dance for the birthday guy oh my yeah um and yeah it was just yeah whatever anyways so whatever I got to hang out with my girlfriend make you know pennies but whatever and um and then the next Sunday she has another party and my other girlfriend wanted to come on with us Max and she was free so like whatever I haven't seen Max in a bit again I get to hang out with a girlfriend of mine you know um if I have to sit and listen to a guy say how amazing he is, like, how I was at my... Yeah, he's a big Mac Daddy he is. As he's in a fetal position asking you guys to have a nap. Like. Yeah, yeah, it was so bad. But anyways, you know what? It's still Sunday daytime. Make, like, a couple hundred and, like, sit with my girlfriend and, you know, we can walk these guys afterwards. And she never paid us. And I had to keep messaging her for, like, five hours. I think it was five or eight hours after the gig ended. Be like, are you going to pay me? And then she blocks me. 
Yeah. And it's just, I just think that's such a shady way to handle, in quotes, a business. And, um, yeah, so not only do you have to watch out for, like, unfortunately men ripping you off, but there's a lot of girls in the industry that are, you know, they're not all there or they're very, like, self-fulfilling and selfish and self-centered. and Which is such a shame because in our industry we have so many people from the, like, the normal world kind of turning on us that if we start turning on each other, mm-hmm. like, who do we have? You yeah. Know? And especially because, like, when that, there's so much more danger now. Like, I, if I were to book for her again, I'd wonder, like, and I've heard things about her setting girls up and sending them to really dangerous situations and things like that. And, like, that's really scary that you have to worry about who you're working for, too. Because yeah, not being screened. Yeah, not being vetted properly. So, unfortunate. But anyways, you know what? Lesson learned. At least the word, like, at least it was the minimal minimal damage you know i lost 150 bucks i wasted four hours of my time had to deal with loser men you know there's worse things that could have happened um, from what i hear about stories about her so hey i'll take it for what it's worth she clearly needed that money very badly to rip off someone for 150 bucks and um i'll just know to never never associate with her never work for her and i hope you know my friends that i've warned don't ever find themselves in a position with her again because you know she can't be trusted um and then (laughs) <gasps> I know you know about this already, and I'm sure some of the listeners do, about the RMT incident. Yeah. <laughs> Which is funny, because the, the girl that wrote that in, I've known her for years, and she's a fellow... Oh, she used to be a sex worker. Yeah. And I... And I, I mean, me and you listened back to it, and we were like, where did we slip up? Where did we say something that was misconstrued? Yeah, that we were insulting the industry of RMTs, or saying that they, like, definitely should, and it's the best decision? Like... No, after that person wrote in and gave more information, we both said, the only thing we can talk on here is that we know it's a lot of schooling. Yeah. You know? Uh, we can't talk on anything else. Like, I'm not educated in that field, and you're not yeah. either. And we, we did definitely try and uh, disclose that as well. Yeah, I thought a- I thought we were late it, and I think for the most part, most people got that from yeah. the general consensus of people that responded to me. But yeah, this I woke up to 5 a.m., a bunch of messages saying, you know, I posted your stuff in all my RMT um, posts so people would be warned about you and, like, the fake stuff you're telling people and the disrespect and I'm going to tell some board about you and report you and everyone's laughing at what, how stupid you sound and how dumb and just being so fucking disrespectful. Yeah. And I said to her, I said, hey, um, I'm sorry if I said something the wrong way. Please, like, help me understand so I can clarify for the next episode. I showed you all these messages. No, absolutely. Um, I was trying to be very respectful. She kept going off, calling me, you know, ignorant. You're putting another profession down to make yourself feel better. Um, I don't know how that ever came across about me putting a profession down. Yeah, especially because we said, you know, it's a lot of schooling. It's really hard. Yeah, it's, it's not worth not, risking. Yeah, it's yeah. not worth the risk. Yeah. Because um, we went back and we listened to it and we sent it to our friends group chat and we go, are we not hearing this? Yeah, and like, I think we're both, we, we try to be very self-aware in the sense yeah. where we also ask people to check us and be like, hey, like, did we say this wrong? Yeah. Like, be, don't be biased. Tell us, like, did we, did we do something here? Um, and I didn't have a single person and I put it on my, on the 50 plus a tip Instagram and I posted the entire clip of us talking and I, you know, I welcome people to tell me, you know, how they took it. And yeah, I think I'm pretty, um, approachable on things like that. And I tried to be with her, but you know, she just wasn't, you know, I, and I showed you the messages she was sending. I, I continually said, Hey, can you please clarify for me what I said wrong? So I, I know, educate me. Right. As I said in the, in the, I thought we said in the episode, we do not know this stuff. So, like, fill us in, inform us. Yeah. And, uh, Which was the whole point of us reading out the email else. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. And um, she just went off, went off saying disrespectful things, putting me down as a person, 
um, saying I'm selfish, I'm, you know, all these things about me. And I said to her, hey, you know what, clearly you are not capable in this time to have a mutually respectful conversation about this and you don't care to educate me on where this went wrong or what I've said wrong so I can inform listeners in the next episode. Um, So you know what, unfortunately, I'm going to have to block you because this is not, this, I try to have this as a safe space for all women and you're, you're not welcome in the safe space then because you're not, you're not, not you're being toxic, right? And you're not being respectful when no one disrespected you. Yeah. So So I read through the screenshots that you sent me and it sounded like, I guess the, the blurb that you put on Spotify said RMCT or whatever it was and uh, exotic massage. Mm -hmm. And I think she read that and then just shot her shot. Yeah. Because then the next one was, exactly. Because then the next thing was, Okay, I listened, and it was misleading, but I think she had already gotten on her train that she yeah. just... She couldn't be like, okay, I was wrong, you yeah. know? No, and she's not. I've known her for, oh, I don't even know, 10-plus years, yeah. and she's never been that person. She's a very hostile person. And I said, and I, like, and that's what I said to my friend when I was literally, I said, you know, I've, as long as I've known her, I've known she's been... She's someone that's very filled with hate and very quick to fight, and, like... I don't take it personally. I truly was like, that's why I posted that saying like, you know, I, I hope I did not offend people. That's not really ever my intention. Um, but I also, I'm not your punching bag. Yeah. No matter how much you hate, whatever you hate in life, like I'm not your punching bag and I will not be that punching bag for you. I don't deserve that. Um, but yeah. And then, uh, yeah. And then I was thinking more about too. I said, you know what? Like, the times I I haven't I haven't seen I think I've seen her one time in ten years or something like that maybe one year in one time in eight years and it was like a, mm-hmm. it was like a half a year ago or a year ago and I do I do think because like doesn't make sense where she's getting this what her argument from and yeah. what we had said I have a feeling honestly that maybe it's because she was a previous sex worker that she almost wants to attack other sex workers to distance herself from her past because yeah. I've seen that in other women before they. They shame something from their past because they're ashamed of it and they want to, like, push it away. Um, deflecting. Yeah, and just some of, kind of the, some of the phrases she had said, you know, that I put other work down and that I put... Oh, I also... Apparently, I I um, put down people that get an education. Yeah, which is hysterical because we've talked about how I'm currently in school and yeah. how that you, you've been in school for eight years or have gone through yeah, school. Yeah, and I, anyone that knows me knows I'm a huge fucking nerd. I love school. I have a... I, I host a fucking book club because yeah. I'm reading so much, but apparently I don't like other people educating themselves, yeah. just me. Um, so yeah, I think with that one, you know, you know, take it with a grain of salt. There's always someone who, you know, feels they need to lash out for their own issues, and sometimes they just it lands on you and whatever. Um, but I feel confident that for the most part, that the majority of people listening took it how we intended it, and. Then, at least no one came to me saying they're also offended by it. Yeah, so and I'm okay with that. And if you are ever offended or something we do uh, say comes across in a way that you know takes you aback, of course, write in, tell us, hundred percent, and like you know, let's have a conversation about it. And that's the thing is, that if you, it depends how you're gonna you're not, do not come at me. And the thing is, I won't even come at you back anymore. Like, I'm too old now. Yeah. Where I'll just be like, hey, you know I'm what? Like you're getting blocked. <laughs> and the funny thing is, you know, I blocked her on. I blocked her on the Instagram because it what like, I felt like she wasn't respecting the safe place, and it's a safe place for me too, and it's a safe place for you. It's not just for the listeners, it's not just for the followers. Like it also needs to be safe for us. Yeah. And again, I won't be your punching bag. And 
and then I posted it, and, you know, she, I guess she went on another account to, like, go to the story and, like, post my apology or something. She's sent it when she went on my Facebook and messaged me on Facebook hours oh, later wow. and sent me a screenshot being, like, something about, like, you're a pussy, blah, 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 going off again. I just said, you know what? Like, you're welcome for exiting, like, um, not including your name. Yeah, absolutely. Because in my mind, and, like, you know, she was saying, I include, like, I, she posted about me in the groups and people were laughing at me. And, like, my intention is to never attack another human. Even with the PR one I just told you about, I'll never say her name because I'm not that petty. It doesn't do any benefit in, yeah. you know, trashing her name. Um, unless someone works in the industry and they want to know who to avoid, I will let them know who, you know, it is. But for the public, they don't need to jump on the hate train with me kind of no, thing. No, absolutely. It's, and it's not their fun. It's not anyone else's fun. Yeah. And uh, same with this this girl. I didn't include her name in the comments or anything like that. And so I just said, you know, you're welcome for not including your name. And she said, you know, include my name. I don't give a fuck, blah, blah, blah. And so I just blocked her on Facebook. I had to. Like, she yeah. wasn't it, she really wasn't nice. in the right headspace and whatever. So <clears throat> unfortunate, but yeah. And then... Um, I, there's just a lot. There's a lot yeah. these last weeks. So I'm so anonymous on IG. Yeah, you're welcome. I only yeah, care I'm about a fucking poster child for this. <laughs> I get all this shit, and then you just get to hide behind your like two two Facebook or two posts on Instagram. And no one, no one follows. God I damn it. Yeah, I don't take any photos. Um, yeah, fuck you. Uh, <laughs> no, I posted a um, meme only thing. So I was, you know, I post pictures or whatever and a lot of them are from uh jack the stripper yeah and she posted a picture of a woman standing in her lingerie kind of style and it says sex is currency what's the use of being beautiful if you can't profit from it and that's what the post was and you know got yeah. a lot of likes and people related to it and you know i i even myself think like yeah if i if i'm putting in, especially if i'm putting in time and effort to look beautiful like there should be a gain on my end like, attention isn't enough. Like, to, to me, does that make sense? Like, yeah. if you're beautiful and people want to oogle, like, ogle, ogle you, oogle, ogle, 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 We crack ourselves up. <laughs> At least we think we're funny. Yeah, yeah. Um, Our biggest fans. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Um, and then, yeah, then I, I should ca- you, capitalize on anything you're good at. And if you have, like, in quotes, good looks in whatever that means, like, then capitalize on it. Yeah. I'm if okay. you like, have big brains, capitalize on that. If yeah. If you have big boobs, capitalize on that. Exactly. Exactly. So I had this, you know, woman write in saying, gross, and this is why, in quotes, attractive women earn 20, 22% more than others. This is the opposite of female empowerment. It's a double, in the capitals now, and double agent of the patriarchy. I'm I'm sorry. You're gonna have to do twenty percent what? <laughs> Apparently, 20. this is why attractive women earn twenty two percent more than others. Oh, earn. Okay. Okay. Well, that's because we're in sex work and that pays a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but also, too, like, what? Why are you so angry, Priscilla? Yeah. Are you not the twenty two percent baby girl? <laughs> yeah, I feel like she's that. She's that legend. Seventy eight percent. I'm a guest. <laughs> yeah. Because she doesn't have a profile picture. <laughs> I feel like that, I mean, I would, I'm a, I'm a stats major. Yeah, so I would I, love to see these that's, stats. That's it. I, I always want when people say like, oh, like, you know, like that 70, like 83% yeah. of children are dying because of me for my legs <laughs> or whatever that quote was. I want to know, like include, please link me. Yeah. Link me in these stories. I would love to see your research. Um, I mean, the stats make sense if you are including high paying uh, areas of work like modeling, like high-end modeling or 
uh, sex work or, you know, anything that you get the job because you would look a certain way. Mm -hmm. And of course, like that's going to bring up the meme. But, but I think too, like there's always these other things that, that come into factor of how much you're going to get paid. Like, it's not just, Hey, we both scored this and like, we're this, both this level good at this exact job. Like if you're night, like if you have more charisma, you're going to do better than I am in the job. Like, and that's, is that fair that you're more charismatic? No. That people like you more? Maybe not even have to do with your looks, but like your personality is better than mine. Because, like, that's so why are you saying that, like, that looks should not be included, but everything, you know what I mean? Does that totally. make sense? Totally. And, like, this, I mean, what she said, she doesn't give a context of in what field, if it's every field. Because if it's every field, then, like, yeah, things like sex work uh, will bring that average up mm-hmm. for people who are attractive. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, people who are smarter also get paid more, mm-hmm. you know? So it's... What, do you, what is this, like, fair you're looking exactly. for? Exactly. And what jobs are you talking about? Are you talking about, like, um, just jobs in general? Like, if we, if we both work um, at a, you know, marketing consultation firm or whatever Mm -hmm. are you being and we're both behind a screen are you being paid more because you're attractive or Mm -hmm. are you being paid more because you have experience like it's Mm -hmm. i I think i want to see the stats yeah (laughs) priscilla we we have questions but no i also think too there is a psychology behind attractiveness and people's um desire to be around and associate with attractive people, mm-hmm. it's literally like inbred. You know, like you even see in court cases, attractive people doing the same crime as a less attractive person will get a lesser sentence. And let's talk about Ted Bundy. Right? You know, exactly. Was- so it's not it's not just women yeah. that attract are attractive and they get like this the coast by on their looks. But then also on the same catch twenty two being attractive, you might, you know, let's say, let's let's throw her a bone and say, yeah, okay, attractive people get paid more. Yeah. Okay? But they also get assholes like you that hate them because they're attractive. <laughs> so, you know what? Like, <laughs> unfortunately, like, it's the same as, like, you know, someone was talking to me about my legs, and they said, you know, if you weren't, a, if you were actually were as ugly as they're saying you were, they wouldn't say it. Yeah. You know? So, like, I'm not trying to be like, woe is me. <laughs> like, yeah. But it's true. Like, um, it's not just because you're attractive, your life's super easy and, you know. And I'm also curious, too, like, what's what does she mean by double agent of the patriarchy? What do you take from that? Um, I'm assuming that she's talking about, uh, I mean, the fact that, you know, men are already above women in the patriarchy. Mm-hmm. And then because these men find certain women attractive, they... Because uh, these women appease these men. They exactly. Get to, yeah. They get, you know they get above other mm. women. Mm-hmm. Um, but, th- I mean, okay, sure. Like, say say that's true. Mm-hmm. But then, why can't we, as women, recognize that mm, capitalize and capitalize on, on it? Yeah, and that's exactly, I think, what I was trying to get across with that post, and I assume maybe Jack the Stripper, that's what she was doing it for, was yeah. the idea of, like, if I'm a pretty person and there are benefits to this, I will capitalize on them. Yeah. If I already have to get you know, hate from other women for being pretty and men are going to try to, you know, um, it, for la- like exploit yeah. my looks, then I want, then I will be the one to exploit them. That I will be the one that owns this and says I am pretty and I will own it yeah. and I will capitalize on it and I will use it to my advantage. Exactly. You and know, that's why 
you know, women, a lot of women choose to do sex work. As mm-hmm. if, they, if they are going to be sexualized or objectified or catcalled, mm-hmm. we're going to charge for it. Yeah. And it'll be under our, like... Yeah. And we're going to use that money to do something great with our lives. Or we're going to yeah. use that money to live whatever life that we want to live with it. Yeah. But, I mean, men use the patriarchy. Why can't we? Mm-hmm. If, if that's true, you know? Mm-hmm. It was, apparently it's not going anywhere so you may as yeah. well twist like turn it as you will yeah but everyone has privileges and being pretty is one of them yeah I agree um so Priscilla was real angry <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry I'm sorry I'm mad Priscilla yeah. who hurt you <laughs> um but this is another example of like if someone had like written in being like I feel like this is a double agent of the patriarchy and like here's why and I also read the study once and blah yeah. blah blah and like put a comment in a respectful way, 100% I would have loved to engage with her and be like, oh, can you explain this more? This is really interesting to me. Yeah. But now that you've come at it being like, ew, gross, like, what the fuck are you saying? Like, so, like, attacking, and then, like, then it's just like, you know what, you're going to get blocked, and I'm probably going to make fun of you now because you pissed me off. Um, And if you do want to comment stats in any of the pictures, please send a link to your references because I would love to check it out. Like, as much as apparently we shame people that like to educate themselves, like... Only we're allowed to educate ourselves, yeah. <laughs> according to one listener. Yeah. So write us in and send us links. Because, <laughs> like, believe it or not, we are actually, like, literate. Yeah. <laughs> Shocking. Believe it or not. <laughs> I know. Rocking their worlds. Um, yeah. So uh, OnlyFans. I get so many messages about OnlyFans. And if I've gotten paid. No, I have not gotten paid. Um still, I've pretty much just given up, to be honest. Because I think, I do think it's a scam, you know, what drives me crazy is one person writes in going, well, I didn't get scammed. Hey, you know what? Not every woman that hung out with Ted Bundy got raped and killed, but you know what? Some fucking did. Like, not to, <laughs> It's the luck of the draw. Like, you know, like, I don't mean to, like, you know, put down rape and murder, but, like, generally, put like... Down, no, put down rape no, and murder. No, like, I don't mean to, like, minimize it. Yeah, yeah. But it's the same idea. It's like, how would you feel, and this is obviously to a much lesser degree, but how would you feel if, you know, like, a man did something to you, and the other woman were like, well, he didn't do it to me... Which happens a yeah, lot, a lot. Actually. And it does not negate, just because someone was good to you or a company was good to you, it does not negate the fact that they weren't good to other people. Yeah. So, comments up from being like, oh, well, I got paid from OnlyFans. Like, it's not a scam. It's like... That's how scams work. Yeah, that is literally a scam. Like, that's literally how scam works. So, they yeah. hope that people like you come up and chirp up and be like, well, I got paid. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I the same thing happened. Uh, I think I bought some bikinis back in summer on something on Instagram. And oh. there's a lot of... Yeah, I know, I know. There's I'm a lot of I got ripped off for 500 bucks from a girl who used to live in Vancouver. Yeah. Oh, no, this was, like, a site. Yeah, she has UK. a site. Yeah. Oh, in the UK. Okay. But um, it was, like, they were doing a half-off for... And I was like, yeah, okay. Like, it's it wasn't that much money, and it was worth the risk. And then um, there was a lot of comments being, like, oh, I love my bikinis, and there was pictures of, like, girls in the bikinis. Um, yeah, you thought you could, like, trust Exactly. This. And then, you know, mine wasn't sent, and I, like, messaged them, and they're like, yeah, you have to wait X amount of working days, and then, like, contact us again, and so I... And, and you know why they do that? It's because they push the back the date to the point where you can't cancel your um, credit card payment. That's <gasps> what she did to me. It was, I... I uh, <clears throat> I finally got sick of her being like, I'm sending it tomorrow, I'm sending it tomorrow, I'm sending it tomorrow. Yeah. She had for like months. Then finally I was like, I need to call and cancel like a fraudulent credit yeah. card thing. Like I paid for this thing. It's a fraud site. And then they're like, you literally just missed the time where you could cancel it. Yeah. So I was like, of course, she knows that. Okay. She's a scammer. And it's like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, now I know that. Yeah. The more you know. The more you know. Yep. <laughs> Educated. You know? <laughs> Educated. Um, 
but yeah, so I went on OnlyFans. I was like, oh, should I even like bother? Because like I generally do love the concept of like posting pictures and not having to like do webcam because I just I can't stand webcam. Yeah. Um, it's just too much work. And I like being able to post like you know make a whole collection of photos when you're feeling sexy one day and then you know slowly post them online like whatever. Like I yeah. like it's a good business model for me. I think. And um, I went on OnlyFans, and I see now that they've taken off. Or they haven't taken off, but they have in small letters under your payment options. They don't recommend now anymore having the e-transfers or the, the money come into your Canadian bank accounts. And they recommend, like, some other way of sites I've never heard of of how to get your money. So I was right. like, I'm not going to send my bank information to a third party now that I've never heard of to try to get paid. So I was like, I feel like they had enough people being like, hey, you're not paying me. So now they've kind of thrown that little blurb, like, may not get your money kind of thing. Or we're yeah. working on it in 2020, I think they said. That's correct. So, <clears throat> yeah. So, hey, hopefully in 2020, I go back to that site and, you know, all, like, thousands of dollars they owe people is, like, yeah. paid. And That would be lovely. Yeah, you're just hoping. A Christmas miracle. Yeah. <laughs> um... So, yeah, so <clears throat> back to my leg thing. Um, I obviously, we had talked about that to, to, um, to the ex- full extent, I think. But yeah, so I don't know if I mentioned this before that I was heading to dinner with my boyfriend and I got um, a message from one of the women who had done the news story for me. And yeah. she said, I don't know if you ever heard of Jimmy Coco. He is Kim Kardashian's spray tanner. He reached out to me. They heard about your story. And him and Kim would like to send you a care package. Yeah. And I, I was like, that's so fucking cool. And I, was, and I messaged him and I said, that's so kind of you, blah, blah. And he said, you know, um, we understand. Like, Kim, sh- apparently, according to him, Kim showed him the photos. Or they were talking about it when they were spray tanning her or something. Which yeah. is super cool to even think that, like... <laughs> Kim knows who I am. <laughs> no, but you know, when people fucking hate on the Kardashians and like y'all are just jealous of these like women again, attractive women and capitalize yeah. and like it's not just being attractive that gotten there. Clearly they have like serious a business like mindset yeah. that they've been able to do so well and for so long. Like, you know, their one their one daughter, Kylie you know, she was, like, the youngest billionaire or something. Yeah. Like, you can't just equate that to a pretty face. Like, there's a lot more going on. And they have brains about them. And, you know, they've marketed themselves so well. And I have so much respect for the Jenner Kardashian clan. And, um, yeah, when people, like, bash them, I my head. I'm like, you're just insecure and you're just angry. Like, you're yeah. just jealous. You're jealous that they're so beautiful and they're so talented at whatever they are they're doing. doing. Yeah. And, yeah, and they've marketed themselves so well. But anyways, um... Yeah, so in the email I got from him, you know, he said, uh, we also understand you've been getting a lot of hate from people online, and if anyone understands that, it's Kim and, like, blah, 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 and, and we, our hearts go out to you and all this stuff. And it was a really beautiful message, and I really appreciate that. I thought yeah. that was really kind. And, yeah, they sent me some really beautiful um, cover-up for my legs from uh, KKW Beauty, yeah. her brand. And it was all kind of done because this lovely lady named Shauna... Um, she does spray tans and she, um, she saw my thing online and she posted in her spray tan group and reached out to Jimmy Coco and told the story and it was really her that's facilitated it all. And, um, yeah, her name's Shauna and she, her company's called Summer Shades Spray Tan. And yeah, and then she offered me to come over and get a spray tan with her. And spray tan's usually half an hour. We end up talking for three and a half hours at our house. Oh, just that's like so sweet. yeah, just yeah, talking I about stuff. About yeah, and um, I have you know a, a, another 
uh, lap dance class coming up for February 10th. And she was like, I love that. I love what you're about. I love the female empowerment. I love women helping women. Um, so I extended it to her saying, you know, if you want to be involved in some way as like a female business owner, you're, I would love to have you. And she's like, I will come. I will, I want a ticket for my friend. I, um, will reach out to my other female business owners I know, and I can get some other people involved. And she was just so responsive to it and so supportive, like above and beyond the spray time that she already gave me and the the kindness she showed. Uh, yeah, I can't say enough, enough nice things. And when I left, she's like, you know what? Of all the spray times I've done, I think this is my favorite appointment. I was like, honestly, of all the spray times I've gone, of all like the meetings I've had, like this has been so like, amazing like it just like I like left just like beaming like just yeah, like feeling this like up. yeah I think this just is like it sounds cheesy but feeling so much love mm-hmm. of like that I think that's something that and we talk about this even in our book clubs when you get women together who are like like they they have self-love they have love for others they're same supportive of one another yeah it's just like yeah, yeah when you when you leave that group you're just kind of buzzing like you're just like yeah. oh like on a high from like the awesome female energy you're getting recharges you in, in yeah. some deep way yeah it really did so yeah i was just like i was buzzing after meeting her and it was um it was such a nice experience so i okay. have to shout out yeah jimmy coco kim kardashian and Shauna at Summer Shade Spraytown because what a beautiful group of people. Yeah. Yeah. So it just, yeah, it just, it, especially because getting all the hate that I got to have, and then it was all the same week where that girl wrote about the massage thing and like all this stuff. And then yeah. to have these people write in being like, hey, like we're here and we hear you and like we support what you're doing. And I was like, oh, like that's that just so was nice. like, yeah, it just made you realize like how many really awesome people there are too. Um, but yeah. Um, Anything else in your week? I know I've been talking forever with my shit. Oh, man. Uh, not too much, actually, to be honest. I had some fun clients. I had some great clients at work, actually. Proceed. <laughs> I, had a, I had one of those clients where he he just loved to flash money. Okay, I was going to say something else. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> His dick. <laughs> my no. dick. Have you seen that from... What show is that? It's Paul Wright. like, my dick. He's like, in the dick thing? It's with Jennifer Aniston, I think, too. Um, But I was just sitting at the bar, and it was a really quiet Wednesday, and uh, he came across, and he just, he was leaning across the bar, and he just opened his wallet, and it's full of money, and obviously I see it in my little stripper eyes. Oh, it's like, it's like you're, it's like you have, like, nipple radar, and you, like, like, go to it, they're like, you over into, like, the money. And so I was chatting for him, uh, to him for a while, he was kind of younger, and we were just having a conversation, I felt like this was someone that I had to kind of connect with, to Mm -hmm, be able mm -hmm. to sell something and um we were chatting and uh he was talking about how he did programming or something and then didn't work out and I was like oh what do you do now and he's like oh I'm in what does he say oh I I invest and I was like this dude's a drug dealer (laughs) like yeah I'm not an entrepreneur (laughs) yeah he also he uh made a comment that he makes uh way more than strippers and I was like on that comment, so, I'd be like, Whoa. I was like, so you a drug dealer? Yeah, and it's the just, only thing yeah. that like, yeah. <laughs> so there was several times throughout the night where he would uh, really obviously open his wallet to try and get me to notice the cash, and every time he did it, I would just kind of look around the room, kind of daydreaming, and then I find he t- he took me for three dances, and he took me well, which was great. But he did the whole, he did it again. He opened his wallet, kind of trying to make sure that I was looking mm-hmm. and I would just do the same like eyes around the room like looking for my underwear on the floor that I had taken off <laughs> and just like I just don't like giving people like that the satisfaction no <laughs> do you know how many times I meet someone famous and I go hey I'm Danny what's your name <laughs> 
Because I just feel like some people need to like check a little bit, like you know, like so. But that was fun, and then he gave me his number, and I was like, thanks. But like, it was so obvious that he wanted me to notice this money. And I how much you want to bet? Like that was his Christmas bonus. I was like, all the money. Yeah, Yeah. I don't know. As soon as he finished, he went and put it all back in the bank. He just just took out all that money. (laughs) This is shaming. Yeah, Uh, and then I had the same night. so I was trying to shout, sell the champagne room, which is like a room at work. And we've finally not been able to like, we finally have the opportunity to not sell the room itself, but just have them in for like a half hour, an hour, because mm. there's a bunch of reconstruction going on in the back. So we've lost some rooms and, um, I was about to sell this dude on two hours and, uh, the champagne room was bought, like randomly bought. Um, so I was really bummed about that, but it worked out well for me. He ended up still buying that the couple hours and I would dance with him for a little bit and then we'd go out and have a drink. Then I'd dance with him for a little bit. So the time was clocking and I was not really doing that much work, Mm. but he just kept pulling out his phone to play fantasy football in the middle of my dances. (laughs) (laughs) So I'd be on him like topless. Oh, you'd be on him. Yeah. What, sorry? You'd be on him. So I was, like, sitting on his lap, yeah, like, topless, <laughs> and he'd just reach out to, like, scoop his phone and, like, play fantasy football. <laughs> I- Is it bad that literally, as you said, that I almost started to start playing Raid as you were talking? Did <laughs> <laughs> you just have that effect on people? Maybe. <laughs> but, I mean, so I'd be, and I was just, like, sitting there, I was like, fantasy? Fantasy football. Fantasy? Fantasy football. Yeah. But, I mean, it worked out great for me because he ended up just paying for my time and I was just sitting with him at a seat, like, watching the show in the main part of the club and he was just playing fantasy football and I was like, this is... I don't know if this is the worst client or the best client. You play fantasy football? I thought fantasy football, you just... You... You bet on teams. I mean, maybe, but he was doing that, right? Like, I don't know what I'm talking about. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like he's, well, he's just playing video games. <laughs> no, but he was on his, I don't know, he was on his fantasy football, and I was, like, trying to engage with him. I was like, oh, like, tell me how it works. Like, what is this? Maybe he's like, he's like, talking like this. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. He's like, oh, don't worry about it. <laughs> You're just a dumb little girl. <laughs> don't. Don't hurt your head. <laughs> so I was just sitting there. I was like drinking champagne. I was watching the show and not doing anything and just being paid. And yeah, uh, yeah. So <laughs> that was my night. And I'm so glad we went in the champagne room because I would have had to. We wouldn't have been able to have that break and go out and like do other things. So yeah. I would have just gotten so bored. I but so. yeah, it worked out so great for me. It was. <laughs> I've never come. Uh, second best while topless to football, but there you go. Just to a screen in general. You know, we were saying that, you know, some people need to be humbled, and I was I was humbled. <laughs> <laughs> Taking down a few bags. Yeah, yeah. That's so funny, fuck. But yeah, that was, that was my couple, last couple of weeks. It was great. <laughs> nice. I had a really good day on the other when you when I brought you up to the casino yeah because I went for lunch with a client of mine I've had for years and we went for lunch and he paid me to go for lunch and I don't really drink very often so I had two glasses of champagne and I was like shmammered <laughs> I was like taking little selfies in the bathroom I was feeling myself <laughs> like flashing like in the like obviously they're like individual bathrooms I was yeah. like doing little like nudie dances in the bathroom <laughs> 
<laughs> Sending them to John. Uh, he's like, have you been drinking? <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> uh, you never get this for free if I'm not drinking. Yeah. And then we went to, yeah, the casino, and I was like, come along. Like, he'll give me money to play. And yeah. unfortunately, I thought you knew how to play better than you did. <laughs> so you made new money. No, I, I walked away with, like, a couple hundred bucks. Oh, good, yeah. Because yeah. he ended up giving us 100. I made 600 off it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I walked away with, like, 400 Oh, dope. Yeah. Oh, you never told me that. Well, you're welcome. I want my cut. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so that's also a really good tip for girls to bring their um, clients to the strip club. And then, um, or not strip club. I mean, yes, if I'm working, bring them to the strip club. But um, bring them to a casino and have them give you money to play with if you know how to play and yeah. make money. Like, blackjack to me is the easiest way to make money. Yeah. Um, so I have probability and stuff. I played blackjack once. Like, that was pretty much my first time playing mm. blackjack, so. Yeah. Which is so weird because I love stats. Yeah. So if and I read up. That's all it is. Yeah, yeah. So if I read up on it, I'm sure it'd be fine. Yeah. But stats like, and math. Yeah. Um, but yeah. This is just like now I'm just going to go into little things I've been thinking about. <laughs> Share with me your thoughts. John's out of town, so I'm very alone. <laughs> um, I'm here. <laughs> you like but me. Um, you don't matter. <laughs> um, um, fantasy bubble. <laughs> it's all coming back. <laughs> PTSD. Um, no, okay, so I've just been thinking, and I think it's because I obviously very active online with like the podcast, and yeah. I follow a lot of sex worker Instagram and I see, you know, posts and stuff and repeatedly and I'm, you get this a lot I'm sure is you know a real job, and I think too with like the leg stuff a lot of people were posting you know now she have to get a real job, yeah and I'm like well what the what the fuck's a real job like what are we what criteria must you meet to have a real job you know so I was like you know thinking to myself you know what like what constitutes a real job you know are you getting paid well yeah sex work gets paid you know are you contributing to others' happiness. Yeah, if you're getting your job, you are. Maybe not when they get home and look at their bills, but like yeah. any time. Um, you know, are you paying taxes? Most sex workers I know are paying taxes. Mm-hmm. Um, are you using skills? Yeah, fuck yeah, you are using skills. And like sex works, to me, checks off all those things. So what, how is it not a real job? Yeah. You know, because I, I didn't get an education for sex work. I don't have a sex worker's degree. Well, then, a lot of jobs don't have yeah, degrees. Yeah, but then... A whole bunch of uh, jobs, jobs. real jobs. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know what your thoughts on that. This is maybe just lying up, lying, lying up, lying up late in bed. Yeah. Staying up late, and lying in bed, lying in bed late at night. <laughs> I like yes, and I equate mm-hmm. it to like three types of jobs, right? So I feel like sex work is the same as you know, depending on which area you're in. Uh, you know, trades work. Mm. You know, you're using your body, mm-hmm. and you know. Of course, like tools and stuff, but mainly your body to uh, help someone or do a job that someone wants to have done. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it is kind of the same as you know a massage. You're using your touch to heal. Or someone. no, 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 no. You're not allowed to talk about oh, massage on this one. You know what I mean? Not allowed to talk about massage here. Sorry, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Just kidding. Go on. But you're using your touch to uh, heal someone else in some way, mm-hmm. and it's also you know obviously without the degree a little bit like therapy like you are emotionally supporting someone um when they need to be heard or have someone to talk to Mm -hmm. so like those are the three kind of areas that i can most associate sex work with being you know real jobs in quotes exactly and there's apart from the fact that um you or we use our sexuality as opposed to um you know, purified skills for, you know, carpentry or, um, 
or, you know, acupuncture or massage or, um, you know, giving people actual or certified help for their mental illnesses. Like, I don't see a difference in what we do compared to these other three mm-hmm. uh, careers. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's my thought on it. Like, we're very similar, but we use sexuality, and I think that's what people can't get past mm-hmm. is the fact that um, for so long, and even still, a woman's sexuality has been something to save for her husband. Save or, or should her, have given free exactly, access to. And it, exactly, and, uh, you know, sexuality um, and having that sacred is, is what give woman worth mm-hmm. and people are unfortunately still uncomfortable with the fact that we are now uh, using that and not mm-hmm. only using it but profiting on it mm-hmm. and I think that makes a lot of people uncomfortable yeah and I just find that very interesting that we we can allow women to use their body and be sexy and their looks make money but only in certain types of ways and only if we've located you know uh very interesting to me yeah it's just unfortunately there's still a lot of stigma and you're right like the nude modeling and dancing naked or like even burlesque you Mm -hmm. know like Mm. these are not far steps from each other right and yet stripping just has uh a bunch of uh pre-notion stigma mm-hmm. which uh, society just hasn't let go of yet and mm-hmm. I think it's slowly getting there mm-hmm. like from what I've heard about how the industry was and we were just talking today about how you know now in group chats everyone's like uh, girls are you saving your money are you doing your mm-hmm. taxes mm-hmm. have you seen this much content? more about uh, supportive yeah. community Exactly, whether, you know, back when even you started dancing, people wouldn't even admit to being a dancer yeah no so. and they still don't but to a much less degree yeah um no, yeah, and I have a burlesque or someone who dabbles in burlesque um, coming on the next season, and we'll talk about this comparison too of dancing and yeah. stripping and burlesque and where that line draws and what that means. Um, so, another thing that's on my mind is because in the PR group, sometimes girls will post their collages and everyone gets to see them. And very often, what I'm seeing in these collages is not what I'm seeing in person. Yeah. So I have a theory that these girls edit their collages to the point where they're unrecognizable. But the guys are picking the girls sober on, like, a Monday afternoon, right? But then they're seeing them 12 o'clock in the morning on a Saturday drunk. So in their mind, they don't even compare, they don't even notice how off the girls look. And pretty much just catfishing, but... (laughs) I know, but it's kind of also a smart business move. It is like you think, and back to the model uh, analogy, like if you're going to send your portfolio off to, um, you know, a job to get to get a job, you're going to use the photos where you look the best, and like maybe those are sometimes Photoshop. I don't know, but you know your hair is done, your makeup is done, you look a certain way, you have the lighting, you have the like professional photography, and then you show up on the day and you have no makeup and your hair's not done because you like need to go through this yeah i i mean it's like like it means that kind of everyone has to do that to be able to get the job but at the same time like it ain't dumb <laughs> yeah yeah i think it's more frustrating too because like i very much look like like i literally had a guy on my like last weekend party be like you're prettier in person than your pictures <laughs> and i was thanks. like thanks so that also makes sense why guys don't book me <laughs> and i need to adjust this but and i think just for me for like my one i don't want someone to book me because it's something I don't look like. Like, I, that's yeah. not, I would not enjoy being at a party and guys like, aw, aw, yeah. when I walk in the room. What but I also, happened? like, yeah, <laughs> or, like, when girls, 
have collages, they're like 30 pounds lighter than they are. Yeah. And I'm like, maybe I just, I, I don't know. I just would never be able to walk in a room and be like, I just ate a really big dinner. <laughs> like, you know, like <laughs> for the last two years. Like, <laughs> like it just, it's, yeah, it's, um, it's very interesting. I've been thinking about it a lot lately. Yeah. Okay. So we have a lot of listener responses and questions. <laughs> this is going to be a long fucking episode, but you're all, well, y'all welcome. welcome. <laughs> and you aren't seeing us for, or we'll never see us. We hide behind <laughs> in our perfectly photoshopped photos. <laughs> but, um. But yeah, we, we you won't hear our beautiful voices for like a month and a half, so you're welcome. Yeah. Um, so listener responses. Hi, I'm an erotic ooh, erotic masseuse. <laughs> Don't know if I want to read it. <laughs> this I'm, I, I again I Just welcome. Up, we have no idea what we're talking about. <laughs> Don't yell at us. <laughs> Don't get me on. Uh, no, we are totally again welcome all love and criticism yeah. in a nice respectful way. But if you're kind of a dick, we totally will make fun of you in the next yeah. episode. <laughs> We'll talk about you in February. <laughs> yeah, yes, yes. We'll get back to you. Um, okay. Hi, I'm an erotic masseuse in Ontario, and I'm licensed and insured. I operate under... under uh, oh, my God. Hey. I'm <laughs> One time. From the top. <laughs> okay. Hey, I'm an erotic masseuse in Ontario, and I'm licensed and insured. I operate under a, a holistic massage license in my city, and that's probably the better way to do it. There's no interest no intense regulation around it and the license is fairly easy to obtain the insurance bit a little tricky but if you operate as a full-fledged business then the process is a bit easier the city licensing office is pretty in the know about how erotic masseuses are using the holistic license process but the police have taken a hand-off approach as there's a little more as there's little more legal protection and tax money when someone is a registered holistic provider I feel bad for RMTs because it is a confusing distinction between holistic and fully regulated. Also, I love your content and the podcast. Do you even want to talk? <laughs> Do you want to say anything? Can we just move on? Yeah. <laughs> no. Um. I. I. Once again, this is, these are not my words. This yeah. is someone writing in, and what she's saying is, you know, um, she feels bad for RMTs that you know erotic masseuses can or have tried to operate with that. And that she's saying, you know, a better way, at least in Ontario, in her experience. I'm going to re-say that because I just feel like they're going to be like, you said they can do it. So, again, these are not our words. This is someone else writing in. Mm -hmm. And we are simply relaying a message. (laughs) Don't kill the messenger. But what this woman is saying is she's an erotic masseuse in Ontario. And she has successfully operated under a holistic massage license in Ontario. And in her experience and her knowledge, the licensing office is relatively aware that that's what erotic masseuses are doing, and the police have a hands-off approach to it. Yeah. So it's something to look into if you're in Ontario and you want to do erotic masseuse and you want to be under the umbrella of a holistic approach. Yeah. And, I mean we cannot stress this enough, do your own research. Mm-hmm. We do not live in Ontario. Uh, neither of us are exo- uh, erotic masseuses. Neither of us have gone through any licensing for mm, massage. I kind of honestly like, haven't looked into it. I've never been yeah, interested in doing so it. So do your own research. Um, but again, but, like this lady, if you have experience in something and you want to share something, send it in and I will relay your message. And again, it's listener's discretion if they take it or don't. Mm-hmm. I feel like we have to like I know, I tiptoe so around around my side. Okay, <clears throat> next question. I have a discussion point. I assume a lot of cam girls listen to you, as that's how I found you. 
Hi, Cam Girl. <laughs> um, I've sent your podcast to some other girls too, and they love it. The crazy world of privacy and security. I haven't felt crazy unsafe as a dancer, but I felt very unsafe as a cam model. It's strange to say that, but I feel like people in your cam room are so determined to find out who you are and what your real life is like, as opposed to the club goers who are just there for the night. I have a crazy story about when I was new on cam and I saw all the top girls having Amazon wish lists and went ahead and filled my wish list out with all the beautiful things I'd never buy myself. Crazy pleaser, pleasers, design, design, oh my God. Crazy pleasers, designer things, expensive perfumes, etc. I received a lot of these things, which was great, but one guy from the U.S. decided to buy me something, and then he disputed the package with Amazon out and somehow got my name and address. The wish list is set up as a private wish list and is marketed as being safe, super safe and anonymous to the sender. He disputed the delivery and got access to my name and my post box. Not my home address, thank God, but he knows my general area. It's just super scary, and I feel more cam models should be aware. I should have been smarter and used a forwarding mail service, but I didn't. I don't have a wish list now. Lol. So I uh, 100%. Th- first, thank you for sharing the podcast, and I'm so glad you like it. I, that's always nice to hear. Uh, I 100% agree with you, and that's one of the reasons why I have uh, come and gone off webcam many times because I I just for some reason I just don't feel as safe on it I don't I, maybe it's because I'm not very you know inclined with technology and I don't know <clears throat> if people have the ability to track my address I don't really know how to hide it I don't know how to put the right protocol in place to like protect myself and I like when I especially if I live alone that worries me too um and yeah I, I felt the same thing I felt that in the club I was quite anonymous I did my job I went home but mm-hmm. and the and for mo- unless they're a regular client that came to the club and saw me, for the most part, people were very transient. Clients were transient. As opposed to on cam work, people will really, like, get invested in you. And they want to be real. And they want to know more about you. And we read Cam, um, cam Girl. Um, it's a book out that was out released last month. And it's for our book club this month. And uh, she does a very good job of explaining how intense some clients can be on cam work and how much they like want you as a girlfriend and they want this real thing with you. And, uh, I felt, yeah, very, um, cautious on cam and very unsafe. I'm not saying it is unsafe. That's just how I personally felt. So I echo what you're saying myself. And I remember when I first started back seven years ago on cam, um, I was living alone and I did know to make my own like, uh, post office like P.O. box, box yeah. yeah p.o box and uh so i knew to do that i knew that i didn't want it coming to my address blah 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 and i didn't i i figured that they could try to find your address and i kind of heard about that so i did that step but i had a guy who instead of paying me was like i'll pay, buy things off your wish list for shows so we did that for like a week and i did like a lot of shows for him and he bought like a lot of stuff on my wish list and then a week later, I messaged him. I was like, is the stuff coming? He's like, yeah, it's coming, it's coming. And it said it said purchased, and he had actually, like, um, retracted it all. And so I didn't get anything for all the shows I did for him. Because I, I guess, like, you have a certain amount of time to, like, take That's back nice. a payment or, like, take mm-hmm. yeah, cancel something or dispute it or whatever the fuck he did. But, yeah, I felt very, yeah, manipulated, taken advantage of, and, like, honestly violated that I'd, you know, done this service for someone I you know I put myself out there put my body out there and then 
to have them with the full intention of ripping me off. Yeah. Put um, a certain level of trust in someone. Yeah. And then I just start, started thinking, like, everyone is out to, like, rip me off. And I just I got in a really bad headspace. So I, I stopped doing camp for it. And every time I got back to camp, I think about it. And I'm like, oh, is this guy going to try to rip me off? Like, you know, do they know more ways of ripping me off than I do? Because this is not my cam work isn't really where I specialize. Yeah. And, and technology is not where I specialize. And I don't do a lot of Amazon stuff. Um so, you know, I totally get how you feel about, um, yeah. I wonder if the obsession with wanting to know more about a, a cam girl is to make her more 3D. So, like, when, you know, when you go to a strip club, you are with the girl, you can touch the girl. Um, well, I mean, depending on the club, but, you know, she's, she's a physical thing to you. Mm-hmm. And with camming... It's just a screen, and I wonder if it's just, like, a an attempt to make her more 3D, more real. Mm-hmm. By, like, finding information Exactly. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I, um, I mean, you, I would think, just from not knowing anything about the industry, um, that, you know, being in a club would be or would feel less safe because people can follow you, people can wait for you after work, you know, people can physically harm you while they're there. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I never knew kind of the risks with camming, except for um, obviously having your image just out there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's, that's really interesting. Too. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for writing in about that. Yeah, it's definitely um, something to discuss, and if other people want to talk on it, feel free to write in about it. But, yeah, I agree with what you're saying. Um, it, I, I felt kind of unsafe on cam work as well. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying cam work's unsafe. That's just me not having educated myself on how to protect myself on it. Yeah. Reach out to other cam girls, pay them for a private show, and ask questions about it. For sure. Into it. Yeah, definitely. If you're interested in getting cam work and you have questions about it. Um, okay, so some listener questions. Hey, Danny, I just recently found your podcast on Spotify and binged the entire series in a few days. I'm obsessed and feeling very inspired. I dabbled a bit in sex work last year, but when I started dating my current partner, I stopped because I felt like I couldn't tell him, but also couldn't do it and not tell him. I very recently opened up to him about doing sex work in the past and my desire to get back to it. To my surprise, he was super supportive. I'm wanting to deposit some of my sex work income in the bank and totally don't mind claiming the extra income on my taxes. My question is, how would I go about this properly without the bank flagging me, getting in trouble with the CRA, etc.? I heard you mention on the podcast that you know of an accountant in Vancouver who helps a lot of strippers with their taxes. How do you find an open-minded accountant that could help me not get in trouble for depositing this extra income? Thanks. So, yeah, I'm glad you're enjoying the podcast, and I'm super happy to hear that you're with someone who is fully supportive of what you're choosing to do. Um, that's always amazing and totally what you deserve. And your question is definitely a good one because I've gotten asked it a lot of times with regards to taxes and accountants and depositing in banks and how you go about that. My advice would definitely be put as much into the bank and claim as much as you possibly can mm-hmm. because money in the bank is worth so much more than cash in your house. Uh-huh. You know, oh, for sure. Because it, it just makes things, you know, in the future, like buying houses so much easier. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And from my understanding, we're talking to a bunch of people about it. And again, I could be wrong. I'm not a professional. But the CRA doesn't really care how you make your money. They just care that you are paying the taxes. Mm-hmm. And especially if you, I mean, you didn't say what sort of sex work um you're wanting to get into or have been in but if it's if it's dancing if it's um uh stripping working in a club anything like that what we're doing is is not against the law at all so um 
apart from being flagged by the CRA, you, you really don't have anything to worry about. Mm-hmm. Like if you're doing everything by the book, then you are just as safe as any quote unquote normal job. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, I'd recommend honestly just keeping track of what you make and claiming it. And then just, you don't have any worries then about yeah. getting like, yeah, getting flagged by CRA or being, you know, having to pay a bunch later or getting fraud charges or anything. Just, yeah, keep track and try to be as honest as you can with what you're claiming and um, it's just, it's not, I guess it's not just not worth what the follow could yeah. be if you didn't. Um, um, in terms of finding an open-minded accountant, um, you, yeah, um, you, you don't actually have to tell your accountant how you're getting the money. Mm-hmm. Um, you can if you feel comfortable, but you can just say that you're self-employed. Mm-hmm. Um, especially if you're uh, working at a club, usually um, if you're just doing VIP work, you're self-employed anyway. Mm-hmm. So you don't have a stub uh, saying where you work or mm-hmm. you don't have, you know, uh, money coming in from a place that it can be tracked. So, um, you, you technically are self-employed and you can have your business as you. Um, yeah. Otherwise, I'm not sure. There's, there's been a lot of, I mean, I mentioned an accountant who I don't think I'm going to go with just because the prices were so high. And, uh, I think, I, I mean, I have no idea. Maybe I just went to an accountant that was really kind of top tier, um, and I wasn't aware of it, but I mean, even H and R block mm-hmm. or, you know, just anything, anything that can help you do your taxes, who know the laws, um, who know how to do it in the city that you live in, um, is going to be good. I don't think that you have to just disclose what you're doing. Um, other than that, you're self-employed or in the entertainment business. Yeah. And I also would just recommend, you know, um, talking to your friends who are also sex workers and asking who they use and then check out like a few in person. You don't need to commit to one when you go to see them. Go see them, get a feel for them and ask their price and how much they charge and then, you know, go to a few and then pick pick which one you want to go with. But yeah, asking your other fellow sex workers is a good idea. And again, like me and you are both not accountants, so any information we're giving you is just what we've been given. So I definitely recommend you do your own research with regards to like accounting stuff because you can really fuck up your shit if you do it wrong. So, um, yeah, I, my best my best suggestion is keeping track of what you make. Yeah, definitely. and then yeah, especially because if you if you are VIP and you don't have paychecks coming in. Uh, next question. Hey babe, you're so beautiful. Do you mind if I ask where you get your lashes done? Also, who, where did you get your breast augmentation? I need to get mine redone since my first surgeon made them too natural looking and he didn't care. I was unhappy, so I'm looking for a new doctor and I really appreciate it. Okay, so thank you. Um, I get my lashes done by Lashes by Vanna on Instagram. She's the only person I've found who does the super dramatic volume lashes that I like. And she's a sweetheart. And she is um, down the valley, though. So she's not local in Vancouver. You have to drive a little bit. But I drive to her two times a week, so I think she's amazing. So shout out to her. I mean, oh, whoa, we don't know. Every two weeks. Okay. <laughs> so it was after doorstep every day. Yeah. So leave Danny. Like, One fell out. Can you put it back in? <laughs> On the drive here. Yeah. Uh, that's so funny. No, yeah. No. Um, and it's funny that you mentioned your, your BA um, feeling looking too natural. That's how I feel. And that's why I'm going for my my next one because I was already at like a full D cut before I got my breast done. So the natural breast really covers the implant. So mine look quite natural. So my first VA, I had it done seven years ago by, uh, 
a doctor named Brian J. Parker, and he's in Vegas. And I have currently 500cc gummy bear implants, submuscularis, so under the muscle, and I went through um, the nipple. And this time I'm going to Dr. Hochstein in Miami. I'm scheduled for January 7th, and I will potentially going up to 700cc's, and I will probably stick with the gummy bear cohesive gel implant still, and probably still under the muscle, but because they're such a big implant, you kind of, you recommend you do under the muscle. But I haven't had my post-op yet because I'm out of town, so your post-op is the day before your surgery, so I won't, I don't have that information for sure, but that's, that's when I'm, uh, my goal is 700. Uh, so yeah, for a post-op, it's where you decide, you know, what they can do with the body, what, what you need, your post-operation meeting. Um, yeah, so I'll have Isn't that the day before. after? Oh. <laughs> Pre-op. My pre-op. <laughs> I was like, why are you so confused about a post-op? Yeah, my pre-op. <laughs> sorry, my pre-op. Oh, my God. This is how much I've been working that I haven't slept. Yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. No, my, sorry, my pre-op is the day before. My post-op is uh, seven days after my surgery. So, yeah, <laughs> my pre-op <laughs> will be January 6th. Uh, so yeah, my advice for breast augs would be to definitely go outside of Vancouver. I find the doctors here really do aim for a more natural, modest look. So if you're like me and you like that faker breast look, um, yeah, your best bets are definitely Miami, Vegas, like Columbia, any places that kind of, um, are known for that. Bolted on breasts. Yeah. Yeah. They'd like that look, right? Next question. Hi, I hope you're having a great and lucrative week. How many MLs did you get when you first started getting your lips done? <laughs> so, thank you. Um, my week has been relatively lucrative. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, I Unfortunately, the first time I went to get my lips done, I went to a less skilled doctor in the States, and they did two MLs my first go. Oosh. And I don't recommend it. It looked ridiculous. And I literally, like, I was so, it was so bad. I remember I was yelling at my boyfriend that day. This is not the boyfriend I had. This is years ago. And I could literally hear, like, <laughs> like, I could hear my lips, like, like, flapping in the wind. Yeah. And I could, like, see them, like, underneath my nose. I could see my lips bouncing. And he was, like, he would start laughing. Like, don't laugh at me. And then my lips was, like, <laughs> and he's, like, honestly, you look like a fucking duck. I was, like, fuck yeah. I was so mad. But, yeah, it was, it was bad. It was so embarrassing. Um, and they just look stupid, and it was misplaced, and I would not recommend going that big your first time. Definitely suggest starting with, like, a half, a half yeah. syringe and seeing how it looks and then letting the, like, swelling heal and the swelling go down and the bruising go away and then then going for another visit if you do want more. Um, my Because I have such a base built up on my lips now, I only add, like, half... Um, half a syringe every like six ish months just to maintain. Um, but my current doctor had to like dissolve my entire lips and then slowly like build back up. And it's been like a process to try making my lips look better because they were like pretty bad before. Um, so we're slowly still reshaping them and, um, making up for that first doctor. Once you have lip injections, can you ever just go back to your natural lips? Yeah. Yeah. Your lip injections dissolve. So interesting. Yeah. Um, so yeah, definitely check out girls. My recommendation, if you like lips, like look for lips you like on girls and then ask what doctors they went to. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I feel like almost everyone I know goes to the doctor. I do. It's so funny. And you should like, if you're going to go get this done, you should always also ask the doctor. Recommendations. Yeah. Recommendations. Like they're going to know how, how much or what shape is going to change the look of your face. Mm -hmm, mm Um, but obviously, at the same time, don't let doctors be like, well, if you do this, you also should do, you know, this on you and this on you. Oversell you. Exactly. Yeah. Like, you want a doctor who's going to be honest about 
you know, understand the look that you like and mm-hmm. be honest about how it's going to look on you. Mm-hmm. Um, then like try and upsell you or just do it because you've asked for it, mm-hmm. knowing that it's not going to suit your face shape or it's not going to sit in your lips well or, or mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I recommend to like not necessarily going off like what's someone else, how much someone else is putting their lips because people's lips are different. Like the, the like I have, if you have like a wider smile, you're going to need yeah. more, more in there to the cover the whole surface area. Right. So, um, or the whole to volumize the whole area. So, yeah, your doctor should be able to help you definitely. And if they can't, then you should go to a different doctor. Every day. Yeah. <laughs> like that's concerning. Um, next question. Hey, I'm a big, massive fan. I'm an Aussie stripper cam girl. I don't have an Insta for my fans. I tried that, but only bad things happened. Lol. I listened to your podcast before going online and waking up in the morning to get myself pumped for the day. Thank you so, so much for all your words and inspiration. I wanted to ask about OnlyFans. I've listened to your episode, how you were excited about it, and then the episode where you were very unhappy with them, saying it was a scam. God, I sound like a mess. You were super happy, then you were super mad. Um, I have been asked by so many of my cam followers to start using it, but your podcast has changed my mind. I just wanted to say hi because I'm a massive fan, but also double check if this is still your view. Are they still saying they've paid you, but you haven't received any money yet? Just being cautious. Much love from down under. So yeah, like I said earlier in the episode, have not been paid yet, but honestly, I've kind of stopped even trying to get paid by them. I might, you know, like I said, I I went on there and I saw that little disclaimer about Canadian uh, banks. So I might just wait until the new year and check back into and see if they've (laughs) allegedly fixed this situation and try. But right now I kind of assume it's just a write-off and definitely open if anyone listening has suggestions on sites that they don't have any problems with and that they've heard really good reviews on. Um, I know people talk about Patreon a lot. Um, yeah, Patreon's a good one. Right. There's a lot of artists and normal artists, like normal artists, but you know, like squares. Yeah. Yeah. Squares that use Patreon, but there's also a lot of, uh, sex worker or sex worker related people who use it. And from my understanding, like I haven't heard any bad reviews about it. I know exotic cancer uses Patreon. I've signed up to hers. Feel good filth. Um, I've Mm. signed up to his, he does like really good audio porn. Um, and then I think, was it old, old pro podcast also, uses it mm. and I haven't heard anything um, from either of those huh. any of those artists about okay. something going bad yeah so. I'm, I'm definitely going to look into it for when my surgery comes because I do I, if OnlyFans had been had paid me I would have 100% kept doing that and I would have definitely stocked up stuff during my before my surgery time yeah. and use that as my source of income because I was making good money off it I, I, like I said I love the business idea the business model of it yeah um, but yeah I'll look at yeah <laughs> just, they really they really shit the bed but um, <laughs> <laughs> but um not even in the sexy way um, what <laughs> People are into things, okay? Okay, yeah, right. Do not yuck someone's yacht. Absolutely, I shouldn't. (laughs) Just because shit's not for you. Just put a towel down, please. I I just think the smell. Anyway, I can't. (laughs) That's another episode. But, um, yeah, Patreon, I think I would, I would, I I loosely recommend. I haven't done my own research on it. I've heard good things, like Riley just said. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, I'll definitely look more into it. I'll keep you posted. My suggestion right now, if you want to get onto it and you don't know a site to use yet... I always used, um, like, e-transfers and, like, sending them myself. And then I didn't have to rely on this third party to um, put my material out there and connect me with people. Um, Especially if you already have your cam people, I would try to sell them through my cam site because you clearly trust that cam site. It's worked for you already until you can confidently 
put your material on somewhere you know is not a scam. Yeah. Um, and I know, like, you said you were Australian, so, and I'm assuming that you have fans that aren't just from Australia. So even maybe look into something like, a, I think it's called TransferWise. It's a way to move money, um, you know, if you're traveling uh, from one country to the other. But I know that people can send you money through that, and it's a pretty legitimate site. Um, because people do use it for, you know, traveling and transferring money from, um, you know, if they've moved countries or whatever. Uh, so that could be a really good option if you, um, are wanting to get money from people who don't live in your country. Otherwise, um, I'm sure Australia has some sort of e-transfer or, um, direct deposit or something like that. And maybe just, I don't know, if you don't want them to have your, um, your account number because I know in New Zealand you can't just text someone or it's it doesn't work like e-transfer here um if you can set up like a different uh bank account or something like that just so it's not completely connected to you um would be my two two uh ideas for international um international money monies yeah international monies (laughs) other monies (laughs) other monies um but yeah, hold off. <laughs> I will. I'll, I'm gonna try to look into the OnlyFans thing more. And again, like you know, if you want to be the one that risks it and it works for you, awesome. But for me, it just wasn't worth like um, the energy I was putting into it and not being paid. Yeah. Um, next question: What do you do if a regular starts asking you to hang out for free or paying less? I just got a potential regular for FS and just want to know what to say if they start saying, "Let's just hang out and have sex with the money" in a nice way. Lol. I don't want to lose their money. Well, if they playing and revoking the money then you're losing the money shoot shot get the money <laughs> yeah um well I asked her to explain she had said you know she met up with a couple yeah and she's kind of wanting to prepare you know what if they want to hang out again how do I know they're gonna pay me and I said to her you know because we spoke in person actually about this and I said you know if you're worried about that when you're arranging it make a statement be like same as last time this amount of time this like you know two hours a thousand dollars right question mark can't wait to see you yeah. You know, just be be honest, be open. And then if they say, oh, you know, I, I, um, oh, we thought this time we could be free or this time it could be less or, you know, because we're repeat clients or whatever, that's your prerogative. You obviously can lower your price if you choose. Um, for me, I, you know, have like a fake or a real thing you're saving up for and use that being like, oh, I really need, I need to make this payment. So unfortunately, like I, I'm not comfortable lowering my prices. Like this is what I told myself yeah. I am keeping this price so I because I had this goal in mind blah 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 maybe even that might work in the same sense where they might offer to like get that goal for you they might like you know yeah. um and explain like you know time and if you have to make it more transactional you just explain time is money and money doesn't negate the authenticity I think a lot of people have an issue with that where they're like well don't you like me and it's like of course I like you but it, I also do my job and that doesn't negate that I like you as a person because I deserve to be yeah. paid and um, it doesn't, things can be trans, a transaction doesn't make the receiver and the, the service provider not like each other, you know? Yeah. Um, and you can also, you know, you can also equate it to another um, type of job. Like, you know, if you have a server at a restaurant, I always use the server one, but if you have a server at a restaurant, you don't say, well, you know, can you, can you charge my meals less because you like me? Mm-hmm. Like, you would just never do that. Like, mm-hmm. And just kind of explain that, well, yeah, I mean, you're paying the same, but because I like you, you're getting a much uh, more real experience. You're getting, like, a funner experience. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm putting more energy and more, you know, 
uh, emotion or love or feeling into our time together. Mm -hmm. And like, that's what you get for me liking you. Yeah. It's not, it's like, this isn't a discount. Yeah. And I also, sometimes I flip it and I'd say, you know, exactly. If you like me so much, like, don't you think I'm deserving of it? Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, um, yeah, there's a bunch of ways you can go about it. But honestly, for, for me to make it, because a lot of people will back away once you make a transaction like that. Um, I usually, I'll, I'll make a price that's not my price. I'll say a higher price. Mm. And if they go lower, I'll lower my fake price to my real price. And I think they got a discount. Yeah. So then in the next session of whatever we're doing, if it's out for lunch or whatever, and they go, oh, can we meet for lunch for this amount? I'd say, well, I already lowered my, I already price. Lowered my price too big because I like you so much. And then they feel like an asshole, but they like, oh, lower it again, you know? So that's one thing I would do. And then I'd also, um, yeah, that that um, I have this goal or I have a thing or this is my best time of year and I can't I can't really take, in quotes, time off. So the only time I leave my house is when I make money. That's why I said to this last gentleman I met up with, you know, I said, because um, I, I charged him more than I usually would. And he's like, oh, you're charging me more. And I was like, yeah, like I honestly, it's December. I make great money in December. So anytime I'm not like working I'm losing money right now in this time of year so for December my prices go up yeah and yeah and I'm allowed to do that it's my fucking business Absolutely. you know and yeah. I charge different for different people and depends what we're hanging out and doing and times on time of day depends on how bitchy I'm feeling you know my, <laughs> my price is fluctuating and I'm totally allowed to do that yeah absolutely and that's part of you know being a sex worker is you're allowed to you're allowed to say no it's your body mm-hmm. like they don't it's not like when you go to a store and um, the prices go up and you're like well, that's, that's not okay. Like, I want the usual price. Like, it's your body. Like, no one has the ability to say, no, 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 I want the usual price. Like, whatever you say your price is, is the usual price. And then someone wrote in, advice for hair removal. <laughs> I said, shave until laser is regulated. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one thing from your past you'd change or remove altogether. I'm a firm believer in everything happening for a reason. And not in the sense that, like, it would, uh, I, I don't know, not in kind of the normal sense, but all, like in the sense that every decision that I've made has led me to where I'm, where I'm at. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one small change in my past could have completely thrown me off course. Mm-hmm. So like the one, the one thing that I would think of was to, you know, break up with my toxic boyfriend before I got toxic. Mm-hmm. But that's what drove me to my eating disorder which drove me to, you know, impatient, which drove me to um, needing to get out of the country and start traveling, which is what got me here. Right. So, like, you know, just a small tip in yeah, like that my past. Effect, yeah. It would, it would have just, like, I wouldn't have been here, I don't mm-hmm. think. Mm-hmm. Um, you never would have met me. Exactly. <laughs> that's all I really need in life. That's all, all your goal really was. But you know what I mean? Like, I yeah, really no, do sure. believe that for that reason, everything happens for a reason or, you know, the choices that you make are how you become the person you are. And I don't think there's much that I would change about that, to be honest. I think I've learned a lot and it wasn't always easy and it, you know, it wasn't always great, but I'm happy with where it's gotten me. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, <laughs> no, I agree. Uh, yeah. I think, I mean, I could have done without like my ex-boyfriend's name tattooed on me after a okay, month of yeah, dating. Yeah, things like that, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I think that that's the person comes to mind. It's like I could have done without a huge fucking name tattooed across my ribs, but yeah. um, no one ever notices it, like ever. Like people I've known for fucking years who have danced with who have seen me naked for years are like, oh, you, I never know you had tattoo there. And I'm like, yeah, it's like, it's just, it's like, it's script. It's, 
you can't really make out the name. It's a last name, so it's not like it's like, you know, George. Yeah, George <laughs> written there. It's yeah, it's a last name, and um, it's a name of a bird. So okay, you know, perfect. Yeah, it's yeah. um, yeah, and it's like, kind of like eloquently done. But uh, and then I also like the idea that two of my exes have my name on them. So <laughs> and it's my first name, so that's a little harder to write off. Yeah, but, yeah, I could have done without uh, getting it. Okay, yeah, yeah, because yeah. we were like yeah. a month in, and yeah. Yeah, he's a goof. Anyways, <laughs> if you could go back and tell yourself one thing when you started in sex work, what would it be? Uh, I feel really privileged that I have had, you know, people like you in my life. Who you told, are so lucky. I have been so blessed. <laughs> but, you know, um, that told me everything that I feel like I you would have had back. to learn the hard Exactly, yeah. exactly. So... Well, um, fuck you. Yeah, so I've just been super privileged. And <laughs> I'm just so amazing now. And I'm just <laughs> um, I would have definitely gone back and told myself to save because mm-hmm. I started when it was like prime time in Fort Mac, and like that would have been so smart of me to save. At, but I was like young and yeah, you know, you don't know, you don't know anyone just, in the It was insane money, yeah. I wish I had saved more when I was younger. I wish I had made it a point to work more consistently, like make myself a schedule because it's very easy to come and go as you please and like work whenever you want to. That's one thing I would have done and I would have made sure I made more regulars Yeah, through that. And then I also, I would have used work to travel more when I was younger. I know my um, girlfriend, Lana, she's traveled literally the entire world. I mean, it was a little bit before my time, but the circuit used to take them to, like, Greece and, like, Japan and, like, Mexico and everywhere. And she used it to travel everywhere dancing. And that is still a possibility, but it's just you have to be kind of an independent contractor doing that. Yeah. Um, You have to be an independent contractor doing that now. But I wish I'd done that in my earlier years when um, I was single and, you know, just could have traveled and, and made money and saved that's some things I would have told myself. But, you know, it's never too late. I'm still, you know, supposed to be traveling in March and that for work. So here's to hoping. How do you gain strength for pole? Uh, well, I take pole dancing courses, and I've found that doing that, I don't know, twice a week has definitely increased my strength. Um, Practice makes perfect. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, and then just body weight stuff, like... I know a lot of girls uh, I work with go to the gym as well, and they're very strong. Mm-hmm. Um, but I find, for me, you know, when you're on a pole, you have to lift your own body. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you might be able to bicep curl X amount of pounds, but can you, you know, can you do chin-ups are really good, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. And that's what I focus on, chin-ups, push-ups, anything that's going to help you um, with lifting your own body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I said, you know, in the gym, full body workouts, obviously, obviously, but especially um, your core, your back, and your arms. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, your core and your back muscles um, are, are so um, underrated yeah. <laughs> that, um, yeah, work them out. And I said the same at body resistant training. It's so like push-ups and chin-ups, too. Um, I found that being weary when you have breast implants, um, avoiding pec- pectoral muscle um workouts like push-ups and uh pec decks and stuff you're if you have under the muscle implants your breasts tend to uh, separate but um so I don't do as many push-ups as I used to but when I before I got my boob job and I would, would do push-ups and I found that was such a great way even for my core if you're if you're holding a good plank when you're doing them um found push-ups really really helped and um and then I also I love yoga so power yoga 
mm-hmm. um, I find I really increases my strength. Yeah, and um, cardio as well, like because it's it's strength, but it's also it's endurance. Mm-hmm. And the best cardio workout for me, I would recommend, and if you especially if you are wanting to target your core and your back and your arms, would be boxing. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. an insane workout. People underestimate how intense your back, your core will hurt after a boxing class. Um, advice on approaching clients. In the wild. <laughs> In the wild. <laughs> um, okay, yeah. I mean, I Don't guess... look at my answers. Well, I'm just... I guess you that's ill-prepared. That's question? Yeah, okay, well, I'll answer it. Um, I, for me, my approach is I wait for a nod, a smile, or a beckon. Mm-hmm. Some girls will go around and hustle every table. That's not never been my style. I'll wait in a corner, and if someone's staring at me for a long period of time, they nod at me or they beckon for me to come over then I will approach them because then, you know, half the work's already done. There's an interest already there. Mm-hmm. I don't have to convince them to be interested in me. Uh, a lot of girls I know will say, oh, what, what are you doing here tonight? That's uh, usually a lot of people's opening line. It's kind of, it falls flat, I find, most often, but it's still an opener if you need one. Yeah. And honestly, trial and error, like finding what lines work for you. Um, I struggle with, I have a lot of good one-liners that I can never bring myself to use because... They're just either more inappropriate than I'm comfortable being or they're too cheesy. Like, I just, I can't, I just can't bring myself to do it. But I know one that lands usually pretty well is saying, like, yo, do you want to let's, let's go have some naked fun together? Or just using the psychology of the way you word your questions instead of saying, do you want to go for a dance? Saying, can I give you a dance? Yeah. You know, can as you if you're... take me for a dance? Yeah. Off, offering something that's in there, but like, can I give you one? Um... And mentioning the naked part in it, too, if you are in a naked club, um, those kind of things. Yeah. I always find, you know, make a splash. If you go up to a customer, be different to every other girl who's just gone up to that customer. You know, the, hey, how are you? What brings you in tonight? What brings you in tonight? Um, where are you from? What did you guys do before that? They're all great questions if you've already made, you know, if, if you're just trying to make small chat now. Mm-hmm. But they're not, I the find, opener, yeah. not, they're not a good opening question, you mm-hmm. know. Uh, always introduce yourself by your name, you know. I'm Riley, what's yours? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, because, it, and then, you know, repeat of action there. Make, make that connection early on. Uh, compliment, if, you know, I had a guy who was smiling across um, the club at me last night. So I strutted right, right, right up to him. I gave him my name and I told him he had a really, you know, great smile and we hit it off. Mm, compliment the guy. Exactly. Yeah. But only compliment them on something that you actually believe and is um, specific to them. Mm-hmm. I agree. So we have a few more. Bro- <laughs> I have plans. So I got to hurry this up. Um, a whale with serious bad vibes. Do you get the bag or protect your piece? viewer's discretion I think mm-hmm. like how are you in danger because then no for sure get out. yeah um is he just annoying yeah I mean get something out of it is it tolerable um and the same thing I think I've talked about on the podcast before is making sure you're in a position that you have enough saved that you're not ever having to grin and bear something for the money like you always yeah. have that choice of like I could walk away right now and I'll still pay my bills and then that really helps you when you're in a position where this guy, like, this guy is crossing my boundaries or he's, you know, he's not good for my mental health. Then you're like, you know what? I can do without this money yeah. right now. You know, it's not worth it to me. Um, yeah. That's the best, I think, position to be in or strive to be in. And then in that position, then make your discretion of, you know, do I – or make your decision of do I stay for the money or is this intolerable? Exactly. And, you know, if you've decided to stay for the money, don't fight it. Like, 
grin and bear it and use whatever he's doing to your advantage. If he's, mm. you know, saying women are so dumb and, you know, women need men, use it. Be like, yeah, like, I just need a, a strong man. Need your like, wallet. Help me pay my bills. <laughs> like, I don't know what I would do without you, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, capitalize. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Manipulate, manipulate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, how do you tell time wasters apart from people who just need more time to chat with you in the first place in the club? Um, it's kind of hard, and sometimes it's a bit of a gamble. Mm-hmm. But I find that a follow through is always, you know, really good. If there's if they've said one more drink, like let's grab a drink and then we'll go. Sometimes if it's a kind of quiet night, it's worth having that drink and taking the gamble. But if they're like, well, now I need to go for a smoke or now I need to use the bathroom or like, mm-hmm. but if they, you know, if they, you know, I'll just use the bathroom and then let's go, I will grab this stuff and get up and then, you know, wait for them. Mm-hmm. And if they're like, well, let's just, you know, and then if they, if they keep delaying, it's a time waster. Yeah. No, yeah. no pun intended. Like, no doubt in my mind, no pun intended. There was no pun there. <laughs> there was no pun. <laughs> uh, you meant, you meant like not to be too obvious. Right? Yeah. Um, Yeah, I also think just experience. Like, you get good at kind of reading signs of people. Like, people aren't that different at the end of the day. Yeah. You know, the guy that's like, well, I need a drink first. Like, okay, then have a drink. I'll come back around. Like, I'm also just someone who never sits with clients. Like, unless I know that fucking client, like, it's very rare that I sit down. Um, Because it's just not the way my hustle is. I have a certain aesthetic, I think, that, like, I don't... Look like the kind of girl that's gonna be like, "How's your day?" Yeah, like I just don't have eye. that aesthetic. <laughs> yeah, like I don't have that next girl next door look. I have a more of like, "Hey, like, want to see my tits? Give me your fucking money." Like, look, right? <laughs> and that works for me. Um, so I don't need to like put on this facade of actually giving a fuck. Um, but yeah, for me, it's like the same. The typical time wasters have the same phrases. I need a drink first. Can I get to know you first? Well, why should I go with you instead of someone uh, else? Convince me to go with you. Anytime where they're putting it on you to like do the work to convince them, yeah. like they are looking for, so yeah, they're looking for an excuse to not spend money. It seems to me. So uh, that to me is a write off. Um, if they're saying, you know, I just got in. Um, I just want to settle in first. That's fair if they really yeah. just get in. That I will come back around and address it later. Um, um, although I always like to hit them with a, um, I'm a really good warm-up. Mm, good, good answer. <laughs> good, good one-liner. Yeah. Cheesy, but good. Yeah, yeah. Um, what's the biggest downside to stripping? Uh, the stigma. Mm-hmm. That's what sure. I said. I said, you know, um, not being able to put it on your resume. Because there's so Can many. Can you explain the scam in your resume? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of blowjobs. <laughs> um, my titties. Yeah. But I'm an attractive girl, so you have to give me 22%. That's what Priscilla said. <laughs> Please don't ask me to find the reference. She hasn't said to me yet. <laughs> Link to be determined. Um, yeah, no. <laughs> Shout out to Priscilla again. Uh, we love you, babe. Keep writing it. <laughs> Keep, keep stalking my Instagram. Uh, no, it's, um, yeah, not being able to put on your resume. That is frustrating. It makes me worried when I think, like, oh, what am I doing after this? How am I going to explain this many years? I'm not having a secondary job and not being in school right now. Yeah. That does get annoying because people don't realize how much skill it really does take and how much transferable skills there are there. And the emotional labor, for sure, from both customers and people in the outside world, like you said, the stigma can take a toll on you. Dating. And Dating. Dating can for be sure. really hard because everyone wants to date a stripper for the first two everyone weeks. Everyone wants to <laughs> fuck a stripper. Yeah. Everyone wants to, <laughs> yeah. well, everyone's, you know, I went on a date with a stripper for the yeah, first yeah. two weeks and then it's, what do you, like, what do you mean you're getting naked for other men? Like, but you're not done your but, job now? 
you got to do for a week. <laughs> yeah. I want you to may, change you. you. Yeah, like, especially if they've met you dancing. Oh, don't get, we're talking about this on another yeah. episode. Save it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't get into this whole thing. Okay. Um, and then also to like the worry of like, how this impact my future. Unfortunately, yeah. you think it was like a crime, but like it's a criminal record check. Yeah. It's on me. You know, like it's it's such like a scarlet letter sometimes. And even having to worry about doing things that would you know you know being worried about having to go to an accountant. Mm-hmm. We are like you should be going to an accountant. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, What's the best way to deal with burnout in the short term? Like, you need to go to work the next day. For me, I bitch to my friends. And then I also make a short-term, long-term money goals for the week. So I know if I can afford to take the next day off. Like, I know if I take this day off, now I need to make this much next, like, the mm-hmm. next shift. Um, and and then sleeping. If you have a bad day, I have, like, a sleep and just, like, yeah. turn the brain off for a second because I'm a super overthinker. Lazy day for sure, some, some self-care, you know, whatever you want to do to make you feel better, yoga, stretching, lying in bed, being lazy, whatever it is that makes you feel better. Um, or, you know, having a, having a money goal, and if you hit it, allowing yourself to go home early. You know, it's okay to have a day off, it's okay to um, go home early, if your club allows that, but that can be a really good way to recharge, is just to give yourself that time. Yeah, for sure. Um, do you ever think about getting a vanilla job after a bad shift day or week? I mean, yeah, but not seriously. The same way that you would think about getting, um, the same way you guys all say, Oh, fuck this. I'm going to become a stripper. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) That's what we say. Fuck this. I'm going to be a square. (laughs) Yeah. You have a really bad, uh, day or week or whatever your your normal job or your vanilla mm-hmm. job mm-hmm. You, and you go yeah fuck it. I'm, I'm gonna quit I'm gonna quit for mm-hmm. sure and you like, never fucking quit and you never do <laughs> no um to be honest no because I I remember how much money I make in this job and I remember how much I hated my fucking vanilla work I worked mm-hmm. for a paralegal office and I fucking hated it I mean you know, 15 bucks an hour, got bitched at, and had the most mundane work, and, like, wasn't allowed to use my brain. Like, it frustrated the fuck out of me. Yeah. Um, so, no. Vanilla <laughs> jobs do not tempt me. Um, what are the standard stupid questions slash lame jokes customers always say? Is that your real name? That's the first one on my list, yeah. too. What's your real name? Do I get a discount? Oh, God. How about you pay me to dance for you? Oh. <laughs> if I stay for another song, what else do you do? Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm, <laughs> like, having PTSD. I know. I was, as I was writing these out, because I was thinking about this the other day, I was oh. writing these all out, and I was like, oh. Um, if I was a hot girl, I'd be a stripper, too. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Convince me to go for a dance for you, mm. or a dance with you. What do you do outside of here? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> do, you, do you actually like your job? Oh my god! Do your parents what, know what you do? What do your parents think? <laughs> you don't actually like me, though, right? Yeah. You must have a boyfriend. You have a boyfriend, right? Yeah. How, what does, does your boyfriend, boyfriend say about this? <laughs> <laughs> Let's sit and get to know each other. Yeah. First. Y'all are not original. <laughs> no. It's like you literally saw my list and was like, "This is good." <laughs> I'm going to take this one. <laughs> I'm going to use this one. It's like a fucking bingo. Uh, yeah. We should have... I think there, I think I've seen this before, like stripper bingo, where it's like yeah. check off during the night what customers say to you. We should yeah. literally do that at work because we all say the same thing. So one with the... Is that your real name? I is always like, yeah, of course, baby. Like, of course, it's my real name. Yeah. And they're like, well, you know, what is your real name? You could just... If I told you, would you even believe me? I yeah. Give you a or I say, do you have a better one you want me to go by? Yeah. Actually, yeah. I had a customer last night who, who's son's name was Riley and I was like hey I'm Riley he's like Riley like R-I-L-E-Y 
And he goes, yeah. And he's like, pick a different name. And I was like, hi, I'm Renee. Like, <laughs> right. I'm not Riley. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'll be whatever you want me to be. Like, yeah. I say, honestly, when guys say any of these, what I say is, if I had a dollar for every time someone says to me, I wouldn't be asking you for a dance. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's really good. Yeah, and I got a lot of one-liners. I just don't ever talk to people, so I don't use and them. If people go, oh, well, are you going to pay me for a dance? I go, babe, what, like, what do you do for work? And then they tell me, do people ever come into your job? Oh, yeah, I always. If I get start getting annoyed, then yeah. I shit. I'm like, sit here. I ask you to tell them. And he was like, uh, no. And I was like, yeah, because that would be really frustrating and, and kind fucking of shitty. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be a fucking rude thing to like, do. Oh. <laughs> yeah, you have to, like, yeah, you have to dumb things down to people. It's like, I'm a real person, too. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? Mind-blowing. Wait, you don't just do this to get here for free yeah. and make no money and be harassed by men? Well, I didn't come here for a dance. Did you come here for the well-priced beer? <laughs> like, yeah. Did you come here? I would say, oh, you came here for the men. Yeah. It's not that night tonight. Yeah. <laughs> and then they get so embarrassed from their friends. Please like, come back every second Friday. <laughs> yeah, I think Brandy's has girls' nights. <laughs> and then they get embarrassed. But I'll see. I have a lot of one-liners. I just don't like to talk yeah. to people. So in my head, I think them all. And then I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, But okay. We have to get going here because I think we're running on quite yeah. some time. But yeah. <clears throat> what do you have planned for Christmas? Um, I don't know. I'll probably join a friend for their Christmas. I'm orphan, so maybe I'll have a little orphan Christmas. No, you're not coming with me. <laughs> um, I didn't ask, though. Okay. <laughs> I didn't ask yet. No, um, I think I'm going to have some friends who, like, also don't have any parents here and have, like, a little dinner, and then I think I might be joining Penny for her Christmas. Nice. Yeah. Um, I'm just, I'm going to work as much as possible. I'm going to work Christmas Eve, and mm-hmm. I'm going to work Boxing Day, because yeah. we're really good chefs. Um... I'm going to work right up till January 2nd will be my, like, start of my um, vacation. Perfect. Uh, and then, yeah, I'm moving my whole fucking life, which is the stupidest time of year to do it because I have to move all my shit this end of this month when it's Christmas time and New Year's and the best time to work. And I have to put it all in storage, go away on vacation for a month and a half, and then come back in February and try to find a place for March 1st. Not excited about that. And then, yeah, I have my surgery coming up. January 7th, Miami, the 5th to the 15th, Smithers after that. Yeah, so, yeah. Like I said, I'm going to be doing the surgery. I'm going to be MIA for a month and a half. I'll be on Instagram still. Um, It's going to, podcast is going to resume mid-February on Wednesdays as usual. I have a lap dance course coming February 10th. And it's going to be right in time for Valentine's Day. It's going to be even Valentine's Day themed. Ooh. So, yeah, I'm really excited for this one. That's February 10th. And um, I'm partnering up with the Bad Academy again like last time. We're going to get tickets going. So keep an eyes open for that. And I'll post more about that as we get closer to it. Yeah. Is it going to be woman only or? I I feel like this is going to be a woman's only one. We haven't discussed it yet. Okay. But um, to be determined. But yeah, I will still be active on social media and all that jazz, so definitely still write in, message me, message me for things for the next season, questions that will get to them. Uh, Still talk to me, because I'm going to be fucking lonely sitting there (laughs) healing from my surgery. It's going to drive me crazy. Um, Where can people find you, Riley? Uh, You can find me at VanCityRiley on Instagram. That's V-A-N-C-I-T-Y-R-I-L-E-Y. 
Awesome. And as always, make sure to subscribe on Google Play, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, review, star the fuck out of me. Um, you can find me on Instagram at 50plusatip or email me at 50plusatip at gmail.com. Honestly, guys, thank you so, so much for an amazing season. When I first um, decided to do the podcast, I just didn't know if it would take, if people would be interested, if we'd have enough things to talk about, if it would, it would have a, um, a market for it. And you guys have surpassed my expectations for the first season. Um, we passed 2,000 people yeah, I like, love yeah. that you guys want to listen to us shoot the shit. Yeah, <laughs> and, and it's the awesome connection. It's how people, both sex workers and non-sex workers, men and women, it's been amazing. Um, it's going to be weird not not bitching for a month and a half, but I'll have a lot to come back to. Yeah, oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Buckle up for the first one next, uh, yeah. Yeah, so thank you again, guys, for a fabulous first season, and thank you to both the guests that have taken their time and their provide their expertise expertise in their pain their voice and thank you so much for listening that's going to be it for this episode and this season so have a wonderful holidays guys merry christmas and happy ho ho hoing <laughs> <laughs> bye